0: This is a Bad Religion podcast for Sunday, March 30th, 2008, Vegas. welcome to the 26th episode of the Bad Religion Podcast, at Vegas. As always, I'm your host, Mike. This special episode is mainly a description of the Las Vegas show I just got back from on Saturday, March 29th. I'll have a regular episode with all the exciting things happening in the bad religion world soon, but for now, I'll take a little bit of time to talk about my experiences at the Vegas show and then get into playing the entire bootleg. By the way, the song you just heard was an acoustic version of Best For You, a song that Greg Graffin performed on his first solo tour promoting American Legion back in 1998 at Cal State. A big thanks to Cal for posting that bootleg, the only one to my knowledge to exist from Graffin's first solo tour. I'll be playing some more songs from that very awesome bootleg in the next episode. Anyways. So I got to Las Vegas on Saturday morning. I would have actually gone on Friday and caught the show that they did on that day, but I booked my ticket before they announced that they were playing that show sort of a bummer. Anyways, I made my way through the glitz of the Las Vegas airport, where I quickly realized that everywhere in Vegas has slots, especially the airport. It was pretty nice out, so I decided to walk to my hotel. The shoulders left a little to be desired, and I felt sort of sketchy walking around uh, under sections of the airport trying to find uh, a way to walk to the exit road, but all ended up well. I arrived at my shitty, off-strip night's-in motel around 12, and then sat around for a few hours until they had the room ready. In the process, I discovered that pigeons were welcome in the indoors of the lobby of this motel. To each his own, I guess. Uh, when I finally checked in uh, to my room, it was about 3.30, I called up uh, Tor Bar from the Bad Religion page, and who also happened to be at the Vegas... Show uh, from the East Coast. I asked him some questions about the security at the House of Blues, and he told me that while they don't, while they do make you empty out your pockets and want you, they didn't really go through what you took out of your pockets too much. Not wanting to get kicked out of the show, I didn't bring my good recorder with the giant microphone on top that I used to record the DC show a few months back. But I did bring my iPod and my iRiver T30. Some of you potentially listening to this on iPod may be wondering how I planned on using the iPod to record stuff. Well, there's a fairly vibrant Linux community for the iPod, and one of the functions they provided was the ability to record things for the headphones jack, or in my case, a small microphone, which I had bought originally, uh, intending to use it with a mini-disc recorder. I tested this out a little, and it uh, seemed to do a better job with loud stuff than my iBriver, I'll have more to say about that later, but I discovered uh, something of a fatal problem. Due to a bug or something uh, with a third-generation iPod that I had in uh, Linux, it could only record up to a certain file size, about 9 minutes on the lowest setting, and about a minute on the highest setting. Well, this wouldn't have been that terrible. This limit was for all the files recorded without a hard reset. Thus, I would have had to perform like a 45-second hard reset at least every 9 minutes if I had hoped to record with my iPod. Now, if i messed up any of this, uh, the entire file would get corrupted and I would lose the nine minutes of showtime. So I decided just to go with my iRiver for the recording, but uh, I'll go back to that later. So I hid myself in my crappy room uh, in the hope that no one would steal it and break into it, uh, and then made my way off to the strip where the band was playing. Uh, it was an exceedingly nice day, so I walked the two miles to the Mandalay Bay and had a nice enough dinner at a somewhat uh, formal place in my shorts and Suffer t-shirt inside the Mandalay Bay. After that, it was about 5 o'clock, an hour before the doors opened. I walked outside and tried to find the House of Blues before finally asking a valet where to find it. Um, I thought it was on the outside of the building because there is a giant House of Blues sign on the outside of the building, but apparently it's actually in the casino itself, uh, which is kind of interesting. I didn't expect that to be there. Uh, anyways, I headed over to the line and met up with Tur- uh, with Torbar and this other kid who was uh, in Vegas for a while from Alaska. Unfortunately, he broke his foot or something, so uh, he would not be able to do any moshing that night, or at least I don't think he was. Uh, it would be kind of awesome if he did, but that would probably fuck his foot up a lot, especially because he's on crutches. Uh, so Torbar and I talked for a while, and, uh, I discovered that he had been able to successfully sneak in a small Chinese-made iPod ripoff to the show the previous night, which had a, uh, recording feature on it. Unfortunately, he messed up saving the file and, uh, didn't get anything off of there. An hour or so later, the doors opened, and they moved us from one line to another in front of the merch table and wandered us down. Torbar Tor and I both bought the 2008 World Tour of Southern California and Las Vegas shirt, and after a few more minutes, we were let in inside we filed to the front of the surprisingly tall house of blues and waited about forty-five minutes for the opening act to come on. In the intervening in the intervening period I scanned around for the best place to put my eye river so that it would be far enough away from the speakers not to get completely ruined and so that it wouldn't get stolen or confiscated. I settled on putting it behind the inside door of the bathroom where it would not be visible. Uh, I would have liked to get it farther away from the show, but uh, this is not really feasible since they wouldn't let me upstairs, and there was a bathroom attendant preventing me from placing it farther back in the bathroom. Plus, it probably wouldn't sound so great hearing bathroom noises throughout the show. Uh, The recording, as you'll hear in a few minutes, ended up being listenable, but not great. The iRiver doesn't have any settings on it uh, to change its input level, so loud places like concerts uh, max it out, and it can sound pretty bad at uh, loud parts. However, most of the slower and quieter songs, especially the acoustic stuff at the end, uh, came out well enough, and even the faster songs, like Do What You Want, are still much more recognizable than my first attempts when I used a digital voice recorder uh, that I had in my pocket uh, at a DC show. Uh, if you forget the quality of that one, uh, here's a little taste of Do What You Want from uh, what that show sounded like. <laughs> Anyways, I stashed my Ibe River and headed back to where Torbar was in front of the pit. Lashkey Kids eventually came on and played some tolerable music, although none of it was that great. Naturally, I was disappointed they didn't play a cover of Bad Religion's Lashkey Kids, although I'm sure that that would be in bad taste and would invite booze. Other uh, singer did start the trend of hopping down uh, from the really tall stage to right in front of the barricades to be groped by fans as he stood on the uh, bottom of the barricades on the opposite side. Uh, after Death by Stereo, singer did this move as well, I was jokingly convinced that Greg Graffin was primed to do the same maneuver. Alas, uh, he was content to do his Graffinisms just on the confines of the stage. Uh, he did not come down to engage the crowd in what would have surely been a very grope-heavy uh, barricade encounter. Uh, Once Last Key kids finished, uh, Death by Stereo got on in less than 10 minutes. They played an okay enough set. Uh, They got the crowd pretty into them and did did a good job of warming everyone up. After their 30 to 40 minutes of songs, they headed off the stage, and about 30 minutes later, Bad Religion finally came on. As the curtain went up, the band was hilariously in uh, Cirque du Soleil positions, Jay was holding his guitar above his head and facing Brooks, and Graffin was holding his microphone still over the drums. Uh, Slowly, they came to life, sort of like robots, as Overture began. began. About 30 seconds later, Sinister Ruse started, and the crowd naturally went nuts. For those of you not following along with theme sets, this was a CD night, uh, so the band played songs mainly from the Generator era onward. Some of the highlights of the night included lesser-played songs like Too Much to Ask, Kerosene, Them and Us to an Extent, and most of all, News from the Front. They also understandably played uh, the staples like Digital Boy and Infected, and they did the acoustic Dearly Beloved and Bored and Extremely Dangerous they've been doing recently. Overall, it was a great set and a great time. Uh, One thing that was a little obnoxious was the crowd, uh, which seemed well drunker than usual at uh, the previous Bad Religion shows I've been to. This perhaps was related to the House of Blues' interesting policy of having waitresses serve drinks to people right up against the barricades between bands. Drunkenness wasn't a problem by itself, but uh, it probably contributed to lots of people throwing shit on stage, which was pretty rude. Like, two people threw CDs on there, Uh, there was just a bunch of other drunk that was thrown on stage, like some water bottles for who knows what reason. After everything was uh, all done, there was apparently an after-party with the band upstairs, which I went to for a few minutes. However, it was really crowded, the band wasn't there yet, and I didn't want to be an asshole dish tour bar who isn't 21 21 yet, so I left after a few minutes. If anyone actually attended that and has information information about it, let me know by emailing me at brpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, that's enough talk. Let's get back to the music. Here's a Las Vegas show, which I not so cleverly called News from the Front of the Pit in its entirety. Again, sorry for the relatively bad sound quality, especially on the louder and faster songs, but it was the best I was able to get given the House of Blue security. Here goes.
1: All of these places just all control. Thank <laughs> you.
0: everyone for listening uh, if you have any questions or comments please feel free to email me at at gmail.com. you can also check out the blog at beerpodcast.blogspot.com also I have a link to the show by itself on the blog so you can download it if you want peace